Hello, and welcome to Two Empaths and a Microphone with your hosts, Angela Marie and Nicole Ann. We're just a couple of empath souls navigating this journey of life with our hearts wide open and inspiring women to lead from a place of grace, sovereignty, and compassion. Here, we will be talking all things womanhood, spirituality, self-love, and self-healing to help us navigate this crazy world together. Now let's jump in. Hello and welcome to Two Empaths in a Microphone. I'm Angela Marie and I'll be doing a solo episode today, which I'm really excited about and I also am nervous about simply because of what I'm about to talk about in honor of Pride Month in my own personal journey. So today I'm going to be talking with you about bisexuality, what it is, um, common misconceptions of that, and just a little bit about my own personal journey being bisexual. And why I had mentioned that I'm a little nervous to talk about it is because as bisexuals, we have to come out over and over and over again. And it can be a little bit nerve wracking. There are times that, you know, we have to deal with um, the scrutiny and the ignorance and the, you know, hate, right? Like it happens. Um, And it's not a one and done deal as a bisexual. You don't get, you don't just come out and like, people just know it. Um, especially if you're in a relationship, if you're in a monogamous relationship like myself, it's like coming out for the first time all over again, all the time. At least that is my experience, right? But I continue to do it because I know that there are other people like me in the world and I know the struggles that I faced. Um, I know the questions that I've asked myself and I want others like me to know that they're not alone. And I also want people to be educated about what this is so that they can um, disengage from from the ignorance of it, right? So um, let's start with what bisexual bisexual is, okay? So by definition, and I wrote it down (laughs) via Webster's Dictionary, by definition, okay, bisexual is the quality or characteristic of being sexually attracted, not exclusively to people of one particular gender. Okay. Now, bisexuality can fall under, um, under an umbrella of categories or identities, I should say, such as pansexual, fluid, queer, polysexual, omnisexual, and homoflexible. Okay, so that's a a personal journey, really, um, for the individual. And I also want to note that it's entirely possible to be bisexual um, with a gender preference and or to never have relationships with more than that. Okay, so again, it's totally possible to be bisexual and never explore um, relationships or sexual relations, um, with more than one, one gender. Okay. So some common misconceptions around bisexuality. 
Um, these are all misconceptions that I have personally experienced in my life. Um, and so let me just list them off. <laughs> um, that bisexuals are promiscuous and non-committal, like incapable of having monogamous relationships. Um, it's just a phase. And this often is perceived on both ends within the LGBTQ a plus community as well as heterosexual communities. Um, that is just a phase. So either a phase of being gay or a phase of being straight. Uh, looking for attention. This one gets under my skin because with everything that comes with owning this identity, um, <laughs> I don't know of anybody who would particularly seek out that type of attention. Um, so it's a bit frustrating and annoying that that's even a thing. Um, or even a belief around this. Uh, bisexuals have lovers of both sexes at the same time. Now, this is entirely possible and not a requirement, right? Like, again, you can be in a monogamous relationship and be perfectly happy being bisexual. Um, this one is also quite upsetting is oftentimes in the LGBTQ a plus community, bisexuals are considered to be traitors of the lesbian and gay community. Um, for the simple fact that they can pass off as heterosexual, excuse me, heterosexual um, and kind of fly under the radar, which is true. That is something that can happen. Um, and so they kind of see us as traitors to the work that they're doing um, for, the, for the community, for the gay and lesbian community. Um, which is also not true, <clears throat> right? Um, bisexuals, <laughs> bisexuals are attracted to everyone and want to have sex with everyone. Also not true. <laughs> also not true. So, I mean, take a look at your own life, whether wherever you are on the spectrum. Okay, so let's just say heterosexual for a moment. You are attracted to, if you're a woman, you're attracted to men. Okay, you're a heterosexual woman. Are you attracted to every man out there and want to have sex with every man out there? No. Do you think all day long about having sex with every man out there and attracted to every man out there? Likely no. <laughs> the same goes for bisexuals. Just because one is bisexual does not mean they are attracted to you and want to have sex with you. Okay. Um, very common misconception. Um, you know, and because of a lot of these misconceptions and what I was sharing with you earlier when I first began this recording, uh, Bisexuals are, are erased. Bi erasure is a thing. And it's really unfortunate. So 
the moment one gets into a relationship, a monogamous relationship, whether it be a gay relationship or whether it be a straight relationship, bisexuals are immediately pinned or put into a pigeonhole, right? Like, oh, you know, I knew it. It was just that um, if they're in a gay relationship, lesbian relationship, then the misconception is, well, they were just using bisexuality um, as a term to kind of slide into being gay. Now, does this happen? Yes, it does happen. Okay, it does happen. Um, but it's not always the case. And so to assume that that's the case, um, we shouldn't assume, right? Um, and then likewise, if we're in a monogamous relationship with, in a heterosexual relationship, excuse me, then it was just a phase. It was just a phase being lesbian or, or gay, right? <laughs> and I can tell you right now that even though it does happen for some, right? Because sometimes people need to explore their sexuality, right? They need to explore uh, their curiosity and their desires. And sometimes through that curiosity, it leads them in the direction in which they feel most comfortable with maybe one identity or another. So sometimes this exploration can affirm, I am indeed straight or it can affirm I am indeed gay or, or lesbian. And sometimes it can affirm, well, I am definitely bisexual. Sometimes it can affirm that you fall under another category such as like pansexual or fluid, right? Um, and I just wanna say this, everyone's journey in their sexuality is unique to themselves, right? It is unique and it is sacred wherever you fall on the category, like wherever you fall in your, in your gender identity, within your sexual orientation, wherever you fall, you are unique and you are beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with you. I know for myself as a bisexual woman, when I realized very quite early on that I was attracted to both, I didn't even think about it being weird or messed up or bad. I just kind of assumed that that was just normal until I got even older and I realized that um, a lot of the homosexual community uh, got bashed, right? And so I question, am I, am I gay? Do I say something? Am I, am I going to get bashed? Am I going to deal with the scrutiny of, of everything, you know? Um, and it was hard to, to determine what was actually going on because I knew, I knew um, a couple of friends that were lesbians and I didn't know anyone who was bisexual. Right. I was either surrounded by straight heterosexual humans or, um, you know, a couple of lesbian or gay humans. <laughs> and I didn't know anyone like me. 
And from both sides, I was getting the message that bisexual to like both, to desire both wasn't real. It wasn't real on, on, on both spectrums. And so I questioned myself a lot. Um, I've questioned myself in straight relationships. I've questioned myself in lesbian relationships. And, you know, I eventually did get to a point where it was like, the fact that I can't figure it out that I like both is the answer. Like, I like both. I desire both. Does that mean I desire both at the same time? No. And if I did, it's not, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with that. We have so many misconceptions around sexuality and so many judgments around sexuality that people don't feel comfortable talking about it or exploring it or just simply being themselves, right? Um, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to have this, this conversation with you. And again, I have to be honest, I'm nervous having this conversation, <laughs> like full transparency and vulnerability, right? Like, I don't know what's going to come of me sharing this once again, publicly or even sharing it as publicly as I am right now, right? It's not something that I hide in my life, but each time I share it, <clears throat> there's generally something I have to protect myself from. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I attended a pride event. Well, I attempted to attend a pride event here in Italy. And um, I'm a married woman with a child in a monogamous heterosexual relationship, right? And I, had, I, I came to, I went to the pride event and there's two barriers. One, the fact that I am married in a heterosexual relationship with my son at a pride event made me feel uncomfortable because I knew that a lot of the people there would not um, validate me as, as bisexual. I would either be seen as a traitor um, or an ally. And then I also had the additional, um, what do you call it? The additional divide of language barrier. So I couldn't even really speak uh, for myself or my experience in being there. And I felt so uncomfortable that I just, I just wanted to leave. And I ended up going home and crying. In which case, I ended up calling one of my good friends who was gay and sharing my experience. And even he couldn't validate that. Even he couldn't understand it. And as I was sharing this, I realized how very alone and isolated I felt within the LGBTQ 
A-plus community. Because previously when I had attended Pride events, I was single, right? Um, and I could go and, and um, be bisexual there, but be with women or, um, you know, go on a date with a woman. And it was more acceptable for me to be there if I was with a woman. Um, but once I was in a heterosexual monogamous relationship, it shifted. And my experience of that community shifted as well to where I was, again, once again, a traitor or um, a liar, right? Like going through a phase um, and, and then erased, you know? And then likewise in my experience of heterosexual relationships, oh, she, it was just a phase that she was with women or, or it was um, perceived as a threat perceived as a threat. And it's often perceived as a threat in any monogamous relationship, whether it's um, heterosexual or whether it's uh, gay. And again, that's also a common misconception, right? That I had mentioned earlier that um, bisexuals are noncommittal and promiscuous. And so it's important for us to be able to share our story and our experience um, so this, this very beautiful and sacred part of us doesn't get erased, but unfortunately that is the experience of many bisexuals is by erasure, being erased from the communities that are supposed to be accepting, right? Like the LGBTQ plus community. And then the heterosexual community as well, who often don't understand and live within homophobic um, narratives. Right. And so it, it can feel very isolating and um, misunderstood. And that's why I feel that it's important to speak up. And that's why I'm speaking up here on on our podcast. Right. To just give you a little bit of an insight into my personal experience and and what what I've um, what I've come across, what I've encountered. And, and, and that experience of having to come out over and over again. Like, can you imagine coming out the first time was hard. Coming out the second time was hard. <laughs> I'm now a 39 year old woman and I'm still having to come out <laughs> again and again. And, and it doesn't, it does get easier because I own who I am, but it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating that, that, that it's even a thing. Um, it's frustrating that I even have to stand up for this identity. Um, you know, and I know that many people feel that way, you know, um, inside of their gender identities and their sexual orientation, um, particularly within the LGBTQ plus community. And I'm not going to pretend that I know everything about the LGBTQ plus community. I don't, I'm still continuously learning. I have many friends um, within different categories of this community. 
But I think that it's important that we share and we talk with each other and we ask questions um, and, and offer compassion and kindness because there are misconceptions within all of these identities. And all of them are beautiful and valid and perfectly whole and complete into themselves. For me, I can only speak about being bisexual. And so that's what I speak about. Um, I'm gonna read this quote from a, um, a, what do you call it? <laughs> I can't think of the word. I'm, I wanna say document, but that is not what I wanna say. Anyway, I'm gonna read this quote. Uh, this was excerpted and altered from Sharon Sumter's and Amanda Deese Ressler's pieces on myths and realities of bisexuality. So I'm going to end with this. It's important to remember that bisexual, lesbian, gay, and heterosexual are labels created by homophobic, biphobic, heterosexist society to separate and alienate us from each other. We are all unique and don't fit into distinct categories. We sometimes need to use these labels for political reasons and to increase our visibility. Acknowledging and accepting the differences and seeing the beauty in our diversity facilitates our sexual esteem. So I wanna thank you for listening to my story and sharing my experience today. And um, yeah, just thank you for allowing me to be witnessed here in this beautiful community. And if you have any questions or um, comments, please feel free to drop them below and we'd be happy to answer. I do ask that if you don't have anything kind to say, then please refrain from doing that so that we can just create a safe space for those that really do want to facilitate compassionate communication and community here. So thank you so much again for listening and happy pride to all of my fellow brothers and sisters and non-binary folk in the LGBTQIA plus community and have a lovely day. <laughs>